This episode of the Nerd Up Podcast made possible in part by Eagle Theater. Visit them online at eagletheater.net and by Classic Hits WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com and made possible by proud supporters just like you. It's time for the Nerd Up Podcast, and here's your pod host, Guilty Wilson. Nerd Up! Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Up Podcast. I'm your host, Guilty Wilson, along with... Tony Collins. The other host. The other, the co-host? Yeah, well, no, you remember, you've got an, uh, a, a raise, you've got a, a whole boost in your Yeah, I did position. see that I had been made an admin on the Nerd Up Podcast yeah. Facebook page. You so, finally figured out how to make that happen. There's a lot of buttons to push. <laughs> I got <laughs> a notification, hey, the Nerd Up Podcast was just visited on Facebook, and I went, oh, well, Gil must have made me an admin. <laughs> yeah. And people, whenever, now you're going to get those notifications every right. time I do, and you'll say... Okay. <laughs> now they have a new person to send all the hate mail to. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. So <laughs> Something tells me that's probably all you get. It's just hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No you guys comment. are so stupid. I wish you wouldn't <laughs> stop talking. Well, they don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Well, here in the studio with us today, we got a guest host. Almost was going to be a replacement host, but uh, Tony actually ended up making yeah, it. Yeah. I, we I made we worked it. it out. But uh, Joe Davis is with us. Now, Joe, for those of you on the podcast going way back, you may remember he was mentioned on an earlier podcast when we uh, when we uh, created yep. the NerdCon. And uh, that was like years ago. I don't remember how many years. Four, 2015, 16, somewhere around there? Yeah. Uh, somewhere around there. And uh, oddly enough, that was probably the first time you and I actually crossed yes, paths, yes. too. We bumped into each other at NerdCon. You interviewed me. Yeah. <laughs> as As one of the people... Putting on NerdCon, mm-hmm. I, I interviewed you for some sound stuff here at the station, and mm-hmm. basically it was a, it was an excuse to get into NerdCon and, and run around like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> right, that's what I always pl- I always play that uh, I'm here to interview people. You right, know, absolutely. And get in. Oh yeah, and there's fun too. <laughs> yeah, so, but Joe uh, had his band with uh, Damon. What's it, Mitchell? Damon Mitchell. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm remembering things. That's a good thing for. I'm taking my ginkgo biloba as well. Yeah, well, you got to do something. You know, <laughs> it is legal in Illinois. So. <laughs> we got to counteract that. <laughs> Gil has a horrible memory. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, uh, Jared and the Cat was the name of the band they played there. We interviewed them, and I'm pretty sure we we interviewed you for the podcast at okay. that time. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you're on a past episode where we talked to you guys. Joe has no idea. Yeah, it's legal in Illinois. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, like uh, I said, <laughs> yeah, slipped since then many a times. Oh, <laughs> well, sure. me too. That's why yeah. I'm like. Uh, uh, in fact, right before we went on uh, the recording here, I had to ask Joe, uh, what was the name of the band again? <laughs> so, yeah. so I didn't sound like a silly fool. Right. <laughs> but uh, Joe is a very nerdy person. Uh, we've we've run into him several times at Eagle Theater, seeing the same movies together. Of course. Uh, we've yeah, r- my favorite thing is to see a movie. Uh, Joe's sitting down in front of me uh-huh. and, and see a movie, and then he looks back at me at the same time in the movie, and, and I'm going, yeah, I saw that too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and in fact, last time, I forget what movie it was, we went and saw. Uh, Suicide Squad, was wasn't it? Su- yeah, I think Didn't it was. we see Suicide Squad yes. when you were there? And yeah. uh, they had the comfy recliners, and when we yeah. got there, they were all booked up. Yeah, dirty sons of <laughs> Yeah, I may have a really good in there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Eagle Theater, uh, Joe Davis is going to be there quite often and taking up the good seats. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, I have a I have a button from when uh, Eric first opened the place. Uh 
when the theater first opened, it was it was a blessing to have oh, something yes. like that. I, I can't tell you how many oh, yeah. late night trips coming back from Terre Haute to watch like the original Spider Man. Well, that's Gil yeah. and I have talked about on more than one occasion. Of course, Eagle Theater is a supporter of the Nerd Up podcast, and so we absolutely love Eagle Theater. We had Kelsa in here as a mm-hmm. guest on one episode, and uh, you know I have to tell my kids and any of the oh, younger yeah. generation who's listening. You guys don't understand how <laughs> bitching it is mm-hmm. to have a five-screen major movie theater back in Robinson. Robinson had a movie theater back in the day. I remember going to I see went there. the Lincoln. Yeah. I went to see yeah. Gremlins. Yeah. That's how long ago it was. I saw <laughs> Gremlins when it was a brand new movie. Yeah. My cousin uh, Doug and his girlfriend at the time took me to Lincoln to see Gremlins. But then we went without a movie theater for a long time. A red hot minute. Yeah. And then I was so excited when I heard that Eric was working to bring a theater to town. And I'm going, oh, man, it's going to be so cool, even if it's a one or two screen theater. And then talking to Eric and said, actually, financially, it makes more sense if we do at least five screens. So it's going to be a five screen nice. multiplex. And I'm going, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm with you, man. You know, yeah. those because and Gil and I've talked about it. Uh, you go to Terre Haute to see a movie. You may as well just blank out a whole day. Yeah, because you're going to you're going to first off from where we are located to the nearest theater was like an hour drive. Mm-hmm. Whether you went to Terre Haute or Vincennes and it's an hour there. You see the movie. You're going to go out to eat. Uh, if you're taking a date, she's probably going to want to go shopping. Mm-hmm. So you're burning the better part of a day to and, go see a movie. And don't yeah. forget the the whole time difference between Indiana and Illinois. <laughs> you know, yeah. you all have to work that out. Like, are they? Oh, an that hour was such ahead a pain, or, right? <laughs> Especially for late night showings. You oh get yeah, out of there at midnight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing was, is a time warp driving back. You got home at midnight. Yeah, so. that's. I was <laughs> like, occasionally did grab an hour. Yeah. I always like traveling to Indiana because I feel like a time traveler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, but my wife's new car. Uh, the clock in it actually changes times, Ooh, just like on a cell phone. Fancy. So as we yeah. cross the state line, it goes boop. That's and what we happens in your f- rich morning show DJ. Yeah. That's what happens. That's, That's what, that raise. That yeah, raise. Yeah. When you're He's putting the, that money to use. Yeah, when you're making the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, we may have to live in her new car. <laughs> well, hey, it'll be comfortable. And you, yeah. And you'll, your time will change when you cross the line. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so what? All right, all right. We're we're gonna start. Let's do this little question. We got a series of questions we're gonna ask Joe to uh, determine his nerdiness and let you guys approve <laughs> or disapprove. Okay. And again, remember on the Nerd Up podcast, you can always leave us a voice message. There's a little button on there. You can click on that and record a voice message. It gets emailed to us. Maybe we'll feature it on the podcast if you want. That would be very cool. That'd be yeah. neat. I've done that a couple times. But uh, so maybe you have a question, or maybe you can verify whether Joe's nerdy enough. But. Uh, First question right off the bat. What's more what's more of an anxiety for you? Finding trying to find out who the next Bond is or who the next Doctor Who will be. So that's so ironic. The two <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, well, I know they're gonna ask me about Doctor Who. <laughs> I knew that. Like the second you're I was like and I, and the reason the fear like jumped into that, I have attempted to watch Doctor Who <laughs> on multiple occasions. I have plenty of friends that are, are big fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand what the TARDIS is, the concept that's been on for years, but I, I don't know that I've ever watched more than 10 minutes of Doctor Who. Oh, man. Um, that's and, okay. No judgment, because yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I am familiar with Doctor Who. I get the sonic screwdriver, the oh, TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand all of yeah. it. Never watched it. Is oh. it Karen Gillian who did uh, Nebula? Yeah. And she she was, was one of the... Um, yeah, one of the people that went with the doctor, okay. uh, Matt, uh, Matt yeah. Smith. Um, so I'd have to say James Bond. Uh, I know that's a little weird. Well, uh, and only because 
have you guys? It's a new film out yet? It's just about. Yeah, uh, just about. We talked about this before. I have a horrible habit of ruining films. Yes, you do. Uh, (laughs) I I I will deep dive on everything. I want to know news and rumors. Uh, I'm really, I, I really feel like James Bond is at a point where it's going to transition for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, and and I think that they've they've said that this is, in fact, the promotional material around the new James Bond movie is the end for Daniel Craig. Yeah. I mean, yep. they've yep. all but marketed yep. it as yep. this is the last one he's doing. So whether it's, well, it's Idris Alba as the new James Bond, or well, if they go for a gender flip and it's a woman playing that character, I I have two top picks for that. Edris Elba would be uh, my second pick. Mm. Uh, I would like to see Henry Cavill. Oh. I think well, see, he was... Well, so I've... supposedly he was up in the running. CGI'd mustache or no? Oh, of course <laughs> a mustache. <laughs> well, let me tell you, uh, I hate to burst your bubble, but Wallace Shawn has been announced as the next. I have no idea who that is. Inconceivable. Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. It's, that. You know, that's... Uh... I think he passed away, didn't he? No, he's still alive. Okay. He was at a Comic-Con just recently. I was going to say, if he passed away, he was reincarnated for a while as my granddaughter, because i <laughs> not kidding. I love my granddaughter, and she is beautiful. Yeah. But there was one picture when she was a newborn, she looked exactly like him. In fact, everybody we showed the picture to went, inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> Babies all look like Wallace yeah. Shawn. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. But, you know, actually, that was an Onion article. So <laughs> I love the Onion. So, all right. Uh, you got a question? That's like, uh, what, uh, Danny DeVito being cast as Wolverine? Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. same sort of I'd idea. That. I think it'd, it'd yeah. be funny. He's, he's tall yeah. enough. He, yeah, he's <laughs> tall enough and he's angry enough. Danny yeah. DeVito is a national treasure. I, I right. would be fine. He could play everyone. Maybe yeah. they know? could cast Betty White as Wolverine because <laughs> I, I friggin' love Betty White, <laughs> too. Good work. Yeah, that, so. I saw a story the other day about if the earth stopped spinning at this moment, uh, everyone on the earth would travel, like I think it's like 700,000 miles before they stopped and died, except for Betty White. She just stay. She'd be like, She's "What's fine. up, people?" Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Kirk or Picard? Mm-hmm. Kirk. Okay. All right. Uh, the the original series no. or Next Generation? Chris Pine. Oh, he went for yeah. he well went played. for a curveball there. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and that's uh, I am a huge Star Trek nerd. Have been forever and a day. Uh, Next Generation is my jam. That is, sure. I, I grew up. Watching that religiously, uh, it's like a warm blanket. Anytime I find yeah. it on Pluto, Pluto or mm-hmm. or any of the streaming apps, uh, but I was over the moon with how well the casting went for J.J. Abrams' uh, oh, Star yeah. Trek oh, universe. Yeah. Knocked it out of the park. I thought uh, Chris Pine was enough uh, William Shatner, but not a parody of sure. William Shatner. And right. that's a tough role to go into it because is. almost you would almost imagine that William Shatner is almost a parody of himself. Yeah, right. You know, I have watched. Uh, I've watched. Uh, I watched something on YouTube, which was William Shatner reacting to different people doing William oh, Shatner. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think I saw yeah. that, and it was friggin' hilarious. Well, you know, he's going to be uh, going into space with uh, was it Bezos? I think. He's, uh, yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, he's to oldly go where no man has gone before. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be ninety, the oldest man in space. Wow! And it's Captain Kirk, so I think that's going to be cool. Wow! So now, is, is, are they going to take him high enough to actually make him an astronaut? Because they changed all of the rules <laughs> when when Elon Musk and Beza, Bezos started to Compete. launch <laughs> stuff into space. 
them. I don't know who they are. I don't know if NASA is in charge of what it means to be an astronaut. I think it's NASA. Yeah. But they actually changed the criteria. And you have to go a certain distance into space. 54 miles. You have to stay in space for a specific amount of time to be categorized as an astronaut. Interesting. Right. Well, all right. Fine. He you know what? Screw you. <laughs> so got... are they legally allowed to change the legal definition of? Like, <laughs> hey, they're NASA. What can like, you know? <laughs> what's going to stop them from from? Uh, what's going to stop them from me calling myself an astronaut if I drop the dime? Because let's face it, that trip ain't cheap. <laughs> yeah. If I drop the dime to go into space, I'm a friggin' astronaut. <laughs> so what about the like early cosmonauts that? Yeah, they you know, don't count. The, the program where it failed and you know maybe <laughs> upper atmosphere and yeah. you know. Apparently, by their who, again, I don't know. I don't know the article I read. I don't think it ever said who they were. Yeah. I'm sure some uh, beady-eyed bean counter back in the back room going, "Hee, yeah. only 53 miles." No, <laughs> I would actually imagine it's got to be more of like a sense of pride. That's something yeah. only NASA yeah. could do. Yeah, and it's sort of like, how do you justify the funding, you know, from a government entity like that when yeah. private individuals are now, yeah, you know, pushing Although, the envelope? I, as a as a spectator. And again, as a diehard Star Trek fan, this stuff excites me beyond all measure. So, and it's not so much like watching uh, watching uh, Elon Musk rocket go yeah. into space. That was exciting. But watching the booster rockets land back on the platform right? to be reused. I'm going, yeah. dude, that's some that's some next level Star Trekky stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Crawford County Air Show was a couple weekends ago, and they had the Air Force there, and uh, they had this uh, 4D experience that you could participate in. But the thing that caught my attention was uh, Space Force, which is now a new branch of the mm-hmm. United States. Yeah, uh, that's and right, they yeah. very how much like their logo is so much like so a Star Fleet. Oh, it is so ripped <laughs> off from Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Screw anybody who tries to tell me that they didn't yeah. just boost that directly from Gene Roddenberry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, at the time, look at who was running the place and said, hey, this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. Really cool. Well, I, I mean, like if this, you're going to have something called Space Force, you may as well. Like, I suppose they had two directions they could have gone. You could have used the Rebel Alliance logo in some way. Or worse yet, Empire. Or, well, mm. knowing who was in charge at the time, it could have been the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> or you boost Star Trek. And, yeah. you know, it's Space Force. So, of course, it's going to look like Star Trek. Yeah. So. Well, see, I look at the, um, uh, Elon Musk right now as Zephram Cochran. Yeah. He's okay. going to come up with Warp Drive. Oh, yeah. He's go- I mean, he's already pushing us to get to Mars. So I think we're there, and I think we're going to have warp drive. So we're in the Star Trek. I universe think we're now. already on we're Mars. Beginning. I think Elon just hasn't told anybody. Well, no, he, no. What it is is Elon was is from Mars, <laughs> <laughs> and he's come back here to say, "Hey, you want to come back home?" Elon and his son. <laughs> he just wants to get home. Yeah, his, his son Z four five nine two three or whatever. Yeah, the who hell. gets in this uh, separation they got going? Who gets uh, 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 the, the the thumb drive that contains their child? <laughs> You know, I want to know. These are things I want to know. The computer code. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, uh, okay. So, well, now, I got to tell you, I mean, since we're talking about it, in Star Trek, there's never been a bad captain in mine, my eyes. I just like every single one, every entity they've ever had. The only one I did not like was the, the chick from Discovery that was the first captain. I thought she was too forceful. And oh, then yeah. later, okay. her alternate uh, mirror universe self came through, and it's even more forceful. Oh yeah, uh, Giorgio. Yeah, was that it? Yeah, and yeah. She was Captain l- Giorgio. She's the one that uh, I thought, well, it's pushing it much for Star Trek. I mean, they're usually. How do you feel guys. about the How do you feel about the lower deck captain? 
I like her actually. <laughs> so that's a cartoon, right? Yeah. I've seen I've seen parts of that. Uh, realistically, I haven't watched a whole lot of Star Trek. It's basically uh, Star Trek for teens. But <laughs> yeah, I am aware. Basically, if you like Rick and Morty yeah. and you at all like Star Trek, you'll like Lower Decks because okay. it's basically Star Trek and Rick and Morty had a love child. Mm-hmm. So what I'm curious about though, when the original uh, Star Trek series came out, the pilot episode, uh, the captain was not. Captain Kirk. It right. Was it was Pike. Pike. Yeah. yeah. Captain Cri- Pike. Christopher. Christopher Pike. Pike. Yep. So there's a new series though, yep. yes. where they're experimenting with him. Is he on the Enterprise then? Yes. Is yeah. The, okay. So yeah. this is yeah. before, right before Captain Kirk, oh. Pike was in charge, and uh, he's, Joe, he's the reason. You have no idea what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> he's the reason that. Let me uh, tell you. We have a Captain Kirk now because sure. Pike had gone through. Weird things ended up in that weird wheelchair thing. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, much like the J.J. Abrams movie, Pike was the first captain of the Enterprise. Oh, yeah. And Kirk became the captain of the Enterprise only because Pike became disabled, basically. Mm -hmm. But what this new series is, is it's a spinoff of Discovery. Okay. Because uh, Paramount tried to do something different and unique with the Star Trek universe, and they decided they were going to do a prequel series to Kirk's Star Trek. Okay. The problem you have no that, idea what you started. Joe. The problem that you run into <laughs> is when you try to do a prequel series, our technology is so much more advanced in real life yeah. than it was shown to be. So the first season of Discovery tried to walk that line with like, yeah, it's advanced, but it's a special ship. And there's a reason you've never. And then by like the end of was it the second or third season where they decided to just retcon Discovery and the reason you never heard of it was because it was an experimental ship and they launched it into the future up two thousand years or whatever. <laughs> but in that they had you had uh, Captain Pike and number one, number one uh, played by Re- Rebecca Remain Stamos. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, she'll be the number one. She'll be the number <laughs> one. And uh, you finally brought Spock on board. Yeah, bearded Spock, but Spock. Well, so was, who's playing Spock? Uh, it is. It's a love child between uh, Leonard uh, Lenny Nimoy and Zachary Quinto. So, yeah. you know, looks just like the two of them. Yeah, it really, I, I, and honestly. I'm I, no I, actor, though. Yeah, for, I think so. Yeah. It wasn't anybody that I recognized no. until he, he played. And the reason they're, they're, doing the, uh, they're doing the Christopher Pike series is because when he and the Enterprise showed up on the last season of Discovery, everybody fell in love with it. Like all of us yeah. Trekkies went, that's the Star Trek show we want. Yeah. Give us that. And the people at Paramount went, okay. And Gil and I watched uh, a cast reveal trailer oh, yes. a couple weeks ago where they talked about this new series and Christopher Pike as a captain. And this person has been cast as uh, O'Hara and this person has been cast. As, and Gil and I are both going, ah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gil actually served on the Enterprise. Yeah. Oh. Did you know well, that? I was in the Navy, yeah. Yeah. When I was in the Navy, I was on board the USS Enterprise, and uh, actually, on the bridge of the Enterprise, I got to meet Scotty. Really? Yeah, he came. He did like this, uh, you know, boost the troops' morale thing. Yeah. Him, and, him and Vanna White. Okay. Uh, Interesting but, combination. And, and the weird. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm more excited about Scotty than I am Vanna White. I'd have been like, I'd have been like, oh, cool. And this is '80s Vanna White too. I'm like, you know, God, Vanna White. That's neat. Holy crap, that's James doing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to talk to him on, on the bridge of the Enterprise. Oh, wow. So. And see, whether Gil knew it or not, when he started working here, <laughs> that was one of the first stories. You know, we're trying to get to know each other. And, and he goes, well, you know, I was in the Navy, and I served on the Enterprise. And I went, 
<laughs> you surfed on the Enterprise? Oh, my God, I'm such a Star Trek fan, and I love it. He goes, oh, well, you know, and he just told me the same story he just told yeah. you, and yeah. I dropped to my knees and started worshiping him. I'm like, oh, my God, you've been on the Enterprise with Scotty? That's awesome. And then my next statement was, hey, you want to be on a podcast? There you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. I was find the name of the actor playing Spock, but I, it's just not my phone's not cooperating but because i wanted to get the name out there because mm. <laughs> he's a good actor he's really good yeah, at I'd, I'd look but i don't have my phone with me uh-huh. i left my phone out in the car well my phone's not cooperating so we'll have to just beard go with spock yeah he's got a beard and it yeah. looks ugly well it's <laughs> only when he started out because yeah. he was going th- he uh, oh <laughs> you know what i don't know that i've ever seen a vulcan with a beard I know, that's what yeah, I said. Is that canon? <laughs> and it, and, it, and, it, and it, he only had a beard because he was crazy. Yeah. He was going crazy. He was, you know, because... Must have been the human Because side. of this weird time... <laughs> yeah, it was, actually. Yeah, yeah. Was it was this weird yeah. time thing that they had going on, so he was perceiving shit that was happening in the future, past, and oh, wow. so his brain was starting to cleave itself in 20. When when somebody wants to look crazy, they yeah. grow a beard. Oh, <laughs> right, course. right. Much yeah. like much like Joe's beard, yeah. Bill's yeah. beard. Yeah. <laughs> I have a goatee, so You're I'm only partly there. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> we'll fix it. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a strange moment for Star Trek. I, I just I, I couldn't get over it, but the guy was a good actor. It was like okay. Well, and then he shaves it at, at the end and yeah. goes on the Enterprise. So. Yeah. Then he looks much more like the Spock that we all come to yeah. know and love. So. so Star Trek. Next question, Joe. Okay. Marvel or DC? <laughs> well, it's rough when he has to think. So man. no, no. I mean, there's there's multiple levels there. So, well, and this, I know. And yeah. this is the thing. These are the questions that people like us have right. been arguing with each other about <laughs> sure. for a red hot minute. Uh, so I, it's like I, who's stronger, Superman or Thor? Yeah. So I feel like it goes. <sighs> if if we're talking merely comic books, okay, we'll start there. Okay. Uh, yeah, the movies are trash. But I okay. started with DC Comics over Marvel. Uh, if we're talking like animation, oh yeah, uh, the DC films that oh. have are by far yes far and above any of the even now that they've done the the, the small series mm-hmm. the what ifs yeah uh, I still feel like they're they're better. Uh, obviously, you you can't compete with the MCU. Right. So that would maybe be Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I felt like some of the Netflix series, like Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage. I didn't did not care for Iron Fist. Oh, or Jessica I, I didn't Jones. like Iron Fist. Either. I don't think anybody or the could... Defenders. But I, I love Jessica Jones though. I love that. I love Punisher her story. was great. I, yeah, it's, yeah, I was a huge fan of Daredevil, of Punisher, and of Luke Cage. Yeah. Those were the three yeah. that I thought landed. Jessica Jones was okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Mostly because she was cute and she was kicking ass left and right, which yeah. I thought was kind of kind of cool. Uh, but I literally have never seen an episode of Iron Fist. That was <laughs> lucky. I just I you know I went you know what I am just going to lay my nerd card down for this one and I'm gonna walk away. Yeah, sure, they didn't do so good on that one. Yeah. Either, well, so. and then I and subsequently I never watched the Defenders either. Okay, because I'm just like yeah. Uh, so I, you don't know this about me. <laughs> but if it's if it's comic book film related, movie wise or TV series, I have consumed one hundred percent of it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Not only that, I I own one hundred percent of it, and I, and I I don't mean like like the random, uh, uh, Batman and Robin with the, oh my goodness, uh, 
Adam West, Adam West. like oh, yeah. where they did the animated cartoon. Uh-huh. I have that. The nineteen forty serials with Batman. Oh, I, I got that. Those. Yeah. Uh, if if it's comic book related, I own it. I have seen it. There there's nothing that you could come up with that I haven't. As rare as it now, not not necessarily like a ton of anime or anything like that. Right. But I, I've watched it well, all. Well, and yeah. and I think uh, I think your answer to the DC versus Marvel question bears that out sure because anybody who's a casual fan could have gone oh well i love the movie so marvel yeah or i'm a big batman fan so dc yeah but you know i appreciate the nuance of your answer yeah Yeah. because one of the first comic book movies that was really i think treated seriously was the 1989 batman with michael keaton Mm -hmm. so if you were to ask me Probably my first love would have been that iteration of Batman. Obviously, the Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah. So we're well, talking... I, was, I was totally about to correct you. I was going to say no. I think it was Superman. Yeah. It, it, it got campy. It did. It got real uh, bad. When you, when you, Especially when you put Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor in the cast. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It definitely got campy. But, uh, but, but so, you yeah. know, early on, I'd have had to say, oh, I'm, I'm all DC, man. Superman, Batman, pff, that, that's it. So uh, then, I'm, I'm actually curious. The Snyder Cut is a real big thing. I love it. Have you seen the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2? No. No. I own it on DVD. Really? Oh. It's phenomenal. Really? Now, is this so a, much better. Is this a legit DVD or is this some weird like bootleg? No, they released it. Warner Brothers released it years ago before they ever did the Snyder Cut. Mm. It was the first thing that was campaigned. So realistically, Richard Lester, I don't, I'm trying to think. So what had happened is when they were filming Superman in 1976 for a release in 77 or vice versa. Yeah, <laughs> trying to remember. It was seventy-seven, right? I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah, about the same year Star Wars. Yep, yeah, yep. Uh, year after Star Wars. Okay. Yep. So it'd yeah. been seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. 78. Uh, when they started filming it, the the production was to shoot both films at the same time, and they were about two thirds of the way done filming both, and uh, Richard Donner had got into a disagreement. I think it was over money. Obviously, you can Google it and find out. Um, and because of whatever had happened or, or studio pressure, he left the project, and they they hired another. Uh, I want to say it was Rich, Richard Lester. I could be wrong. Mm. Um, and realistically, the film was pretty much done. But because uh, this other director wanted credited as the director, he reshot a ton of stuff, uh. changed storylines, oh. uh, adjusted things, and. Uh, all of it was basically in the can. They just hadn't put it together. So they, this was years ago, more than a decade ago, that they released the Donner cut of it um, on a DVD. And it's got a little introduction at the beginning talking about how they pieced it together. And the, the interesting thing about it is several of the shots have modern CGI. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they were trying, like there was space scenes with Zod oh, yeah. and, and uh, things is- like that where they've clearly... And I wouldn't say state of the art, but modern CGI, right. modern because it was time. a very small budget. Right. Yeah. Um, I will loan it to you guys. Now you do, share it back. Do and those forth. do those differences? Do those differences pull Significant. you out? Pull you no, out no, of no. it a bit? Uh, only only I to go. Say, I, w- I really want to say no. If you have watched the other ones regularly, or or, or if I've seen them, 
yes, it's a little different. You can tell. Well, it's uh, it's going back and watching the the digital digital remasters of oh. the original Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah. You go back and you watch those. I remember watching those. Obviously, I, I'm not old enough to have watched them when they first aired, but in syndication yeah. before they got digitally remastered and how cardboard cut out the enterprise looked as it was <laughs> yeah. you could almost see the fishing line that they were using to swing it back and forth through the shot mm-hmm. then they've gone in and digitally remastered and it looks better and as you said current computer generated imaging but still not yeah you yeah. know <laughs> yeah well you know one of the things there's two things about the first of all uh with the star trek one of the things i really like about the uh star trek original thing if you watch the original, I don't like the digital edits because then you can see, like, whenever they bump against the wall, the whole wall just, you know, warps right. and moves around. Or, like, there's one scene, um, Kevin Smith pointed it out on his podcast at one point. He says, think shit you should not see. Right. Thing. Anyways, there's a guy, and I, every time I see that episode, I wish I could remember which episode it was, but he's running down the corridor and he has to look busy while the cameras are focused on him and on Kirk and Spock. So he's standing there against the wall doing, like, like he's turning a wheel, but there's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> he's just making these weird movements. Uh-huh. It's like I love that, but they're digitized. I think they took them out or put them well, there. Well, there's even not being a Trekkie, and I, I know uh, or Trekker. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's a battle there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's uh, several shots where they, like uh, the monitors for the the, oh my goodness, like the workstation behind okay, the yeah. captain's chairs, like where they actually had black cardboard painted uh-huh. like on the, the displays to hide stuff or uh, there was one that was real synonymous was uh there was a reflection that kept showing up so they put this piece and then uh, before they digitally edited it you, you could, could see, see all the of piece that. of cardboard, just cardboard there, yeah her newspaper laying in the background that some uh-huh. cast member left there and yeah yeah well back to the superman i i want to one, one thing also about that one is that uh I don't know. I, I I enjoyed the films. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the goofy ones. Again, it was I was a kid. You know, super, my superheroes that I read in the comic books are on screen, uh, so I appreciated them for what they were at the time. But my the only thing I take away from this day forward is uh, uh, oh Gene Hackman. Yeah, Gene Hackman yelling, "Miss Tasmaker, Tasmaker, just I, yelling that constantly. I love that. That's the I, thing I walk. I have with. a strong opinion. Had. <laughs> the Richard Donner version of Superman 2 actually came out. And they actually, they bookend. So the, literally, like, uh, at the end of uh, mm-hmm. uh, Superman 1, he takes the nuclear missiles and he flies them up into outer space. Mm-hmm. Well, in Donner's cut, rather than the ran- random Paris bomb that he puts up there blows it up. No, it's one of those rockets that he took up there. That's what releases what? Zod. I, I was sure that I have seen or heard reference to uh, restore the Donnerverse. Yeah, is a thing that's out there because they, you know, want whatever his version of a Superman and a Batman mm-hmm. and you know a Wonder Woman universe mm-hmm. might have been. To, sure. To, uh, but I, I have a strong opinion. Had that actually been released instead of what we got. I think we the the campiness of the 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 third and fourth one would not have happened. Yeah, it yeah. is it is so much much better film, and and actually <laughs> Superman Returns pairs up so much better to uh, yeah. 
Oh, the, the, the Donner Cut. The Brand- Brandon Roth. Brandon Roth. Yes. Yeah. Brandon Roth. That's, yeah. that's my favorite yeah. Superman movie right yeah. there. And I, I, Is it really? Yeah, I love Brandon Roth. He pulled it off. He played a perfect Clark, Clark well, Kent and a perfect Superman. And so. I always thought that he looked disturbingly enough like Christopher, Christopher Reeve yeah, yeah. that you could just go... It's the same guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it, it obviously wasn't, but it felt like it could have been. You know, you, you talk about directors uh, going in different. I mean, it, the same thing happened to Batman. Tim Burton did the first two, and they have a very Tim Burton vibe yeah. and aesthetic. And then Joel Schumacher came in and did the, like, next two. Mm-hmm. And it gets all neon colored and weird, weird and candy. Nipples on the bat suit. And very, yeah, very <laughs> Joel Schumacher, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Do you know the reason why uh, Burton uh, didn't direct the third one? Like the real reason? McDonald's, I think. It was. It was McDonald's. 100% McDonald's. Uh They uh, had a ridiculous time selling. There was a huge backlash over the Penguin. Yeah. In Batman Returns. Because McDonald's couldn't sell toys. They had a cross promotion. And here's this. There was a lot of. Uh, parents that would complain that you know, green vomit and blood and all this other <laughs> stuff and sexual innuendos and, right. <laughs> and uh, they really struggled with that a lot and the pushback to to make it lighter was totally from McDonald's. They wanted to pull their marketing oh, man. funds. Yeah, and, well, and yet and now we have Hardee's with uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force action figures in their, right. <laughs> and their yeah. kids' meals. Yeah. So. Well. And this makes a fantastic transition while we're talking about marketing material. Talk about some of the stuff you brought with you. Um, You actually have copies of the the Gotham Times that you've gotten from Gotham City. Talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you've got here. Before you do that, one of the things when we're moving to this marketing trend, one of the things that viral marketing is Huge, you know, and yeah. it's and it's so fun too. They've always make it fun, and that's kind of what you got into with this Batman. Re, uh, the what was it? Which one was it? So it was the Dark Knight. Okay. So after Batman Begins, obviously there was a ton of hype uh-huh. with that last scene where Commissioner Gordon's talking about escalation and, uh-huh. and things right. have changed and you've changed. Yeah, things. you've changed things. And uh, take do- this guy, and then he's reading off a rap sheet, and uh, he likes to leave a card, and he hands it over. And, like, the hype behind that, oh, yeah, you know, that's sort of what pushed for another film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd actually read an article that Christopher Nolan had no plans for The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises when he initially finished it. Um, he just put that there as mainly, like, fan service because he ah. didn't obviously use a much more well-known uh, character. But realistically, right. he always talked about, he didn't know, like, especially because of the, the campiness like how you would make the Joker work real right. world or Bane or whoever you right. want to, you know, in, in, in the realistic environment that he wanted to place everything in. Um, but with that, uh, Warner Brothers hired a advertising firm to do what they called an ARG, alternate uh, reality game, which was just a way of marketing, like viral marketing, uh, The Dark Knight. And what it really started with was... Uh, it took 90,000 email addresses, but it, uh, I'm trying to remember now because this was a few years 20, ago. Yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> it's been a, 2008, it's... 2018. Yeah, so it was 12, 13 years ago. Mm. Uh, but uh, it started uh, where there was this website, and uh, it was supposedly the Joker was behind it. And what they were going to do was release the first image of Heath Ledger as the Joker. Ah. And what it took was, uh, for more fun or something like this, 
give your email address, and every email address released one pixel of the image. It took <laughs> ninety thousand emails, and, it, and I, I read an article that said that like, they got the first twenty thousand instantly, and then it took twenty hours in total for them to get that many, and then they just sort of pushed it beyond that. And uh, but part of it was is that. Uh, when they got a little farther, the way they interacted with people, they participated in uh, Comic-Con that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put, uh, like, cell phones and puzzles in uh, cakes and <laughs> delivered them to real bakeries, and people would gather clues. And one of the parts where I actually got involved and got these this cool uh, uh, merch stuff here, swag, <laughs> was uh, they had this uh, program where if you – if you took a picture of yourself in Joker makeup uh, in front of a landmark, you would send it in to basically the Joker, and he would decide if you were going to be in his crew or not. And <laughs> we, Crawford County, there's no landmarks that right? are justifiable. Yeah. <laughs> and I attempted a couple times just because all the hype. You know, we didn't uh, – it was just exciting, especially on forums, to sort of follow right. what people were doing and – well, and, and I think the one that you the one that you ultimately did yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and and did you did you stumble into that or did no. you go did you like a bomb went off and you went, Oh this is what yeah. I gotta do. Well so trial and error, you try to it? think, I was like, Well, we have a courthouse, it's several years old, I'll, I'll try it there. Sometimes because that's what a lot of people were doing. They were going to real landmarks mm-hmm. and you know, uh whether it was uh you know, uh, Golden Gate Bridge or something like that. Well, we don't have that in Crawford County. And I got to thinking, well, what do we have that's recognizable? And, and I thought, well, the Heath Candy Bar. Like, that's original to us. Mm-hmm. Most everybody knows what it is. And so I snapped real late at night a picture of me next to, like, the bronze sign that they have on the confectionery, uh-huh. original home of the Heath Brothers Toffee, and and then sent in the picture. And then next thing I knew, I started receiving these uh, newspapers and uh, I have three copies. I don't remember now if there were more than that, uh, but they were just full-on newspapers with real articles based off like a prequel information. And uh, well, that's what I appreciate. You brought them in so Gil yeah. and I could take a look at them. And one of the things I was really impressed by is it. It really feels like a, a real newspaper. It's mm-hmm. not just a front and a back. You fold it in half, and oh, it looks like it. No, you open it up, and there are you know. Uh, Elect Harvey Dent, and there are ads, there are letters to the editor, there's, you know, classified sections and big news stories across the front. I mean, it looks like a legit newspaper, which I think is is fantastic. I love it when movie studios or marketing companies go, let's give the fans that took the time to do this something cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, My understanding was is that Christopher Nolan or the Nolan Brothers – actually went to Morton Brothers and they said, we want to take a percentage of our marketing budget and we want to do something different with it. We want to engage the fans uh, to build hype around it. This was actually before even Heath Ledger had passed. He passed while all this stuff was like in the middle of it. And I right. remember that, like overwhelming the, the message boards. And, and I really felt like that built to the hype. Oh, yeah. Like everyone was in, is like curious about... We were all excited because obviously there were hundreds of thousands of people participating in this and uh, just the excitement of what was going to come out of it. And was this, I mean, I I could be wrong, but it seems to me like this was at a time where if you wanted to participate in these message boards, you had to go find them. Yeah. Like it wasn't just, uh, oh, you know, everybody's talking on Facebook about this. No, this was, you know, 
So back in 2002, there was a website called SpidermanHype.com. It was for I when remember the new that. I remember that. Out. Yeah. And eventually, it uh, changed to SuperheroHype.com. Yep. yep. Which is still a website I use. Horrible ads. <laughs> tons of ads on it. Uh, but it. it, it New rock stars is a much on YouTube. We talk about that every yeah. now and then. Much better source for for information when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. But it, it was their forums where most of this had participated, where people would crack the puzzles, and this is what we found, and they did it all over national cities, and uh, yeah, it was interesting to be a part of. Blatantly, the movie you know, performed and met expectations right, or right, exceeded right. expectations. Right. Luckily. Uh, because the hype, yeah, because the hype was absurd well, around that time. And that's, and I know we've, we've talked about it uh, in the past that I have to be very careful because I'll get, especially with the Marvel movies and stuff like that, yeah. I'll get all hyped up. Yeah. And I was very proud of myself. And I think you, you were, you did the same thing. We were able to go into Venom, Let yeah. There Be Carnage, Pretty, pretty clean. Yeah, like, I tried to avoid. <laughs> I try. I mean, there were so many links on my YouTube that popped up. Oh, ending of Venom explained. Click here. Oh, yeah. Learn more about the post credit scene. Click here. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no. Not yet. <laughs> I want to see it. So the, the reason I brought this in was to, to actually admit that this was the beginning of a downfall for me. <laughs> where I'd no longer be able to appreciate the thing that I'm so passionate about because right. I was so passionate and hungry for information, which totally started. It was an addiction, yeah. really. Well, um, I mean, when they give you a sealed, uh, it's a, it's an evidence bag with a Joker card in right. it. Yeah. It looks like it's totally from the police station. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is super cool. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's you know, the, the Gotham Times here, yeah. you know, getting those and just pouring over every bit of information. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because as you talked about, it's, it's almost a, Reads like a bit of a prequel. Yeah. And what was going on in Gotham prior to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you said it in one of the articles it references the first sighting of a guy in clown makeup or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So very cool. And I, you know, other movies have done similar things. Uh, that was part of what made the Blair Witch Project oh, yeah. so yes. psychotically wild is that their viral marketing campaign was off the charts. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> well, and, and not just that. Um, I find it really interesting, and there's tons of these films. I feel like that. I don't know that it was the first one. one. I I am aware of that. Yeah, just want to point that out. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, but uh, he likes to point that out a lot. Yeah. Hey, weren't you in a movie with uh, <laughs> Jed Bryan? Uh, I totally lost my oh, yeah. train of thought. But uh, oh, I, I've got it again. The, the the actors that were actually in it in the student film. Um, uh, or the the perception of a student film, uh, they actually hid them uh-huh. yeah, when the yeah, film came yeah, out. They yeah. didn't like they didn't like normally you do press release and they would do like they didn't get to do it. I mean, I think the first time they showed up in person was like six months after the film was yeah. already out. Yep. It was like on David Letterman, right? Yeah. yeah, and and that was part of it because yeah. so many people you thought went, it was real. Holy, because you know in yeah. the movie they they show. You know, for more information or news articles, go to this yeah. website. You went to that website, and that website is populated by yeah. what look like legit news articles and yeah. stuff. Like so, yeah, the, the fake news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's where it all started. That's yeah. where it all started. Yeah. The fake news. <laughs> wow, that, I mean, and that's the thing with uh, with marketing, uh, viral marketing. That's, I mean, well, Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. He released a whole album on these little USB drives yeah. and just stuck them, like, in rest areas on, mm-hmm. on the interstates, uh, dropped them off, and just people would find them. 
And I was like, that's genius, yeah. you know, get people talking about it before it's happening. And, yeah. so, and especially with what you brought in here, I mean, come on. I mean, you're now, looking at these papers, you're like, I can't wait for the movie now. Now, yeah. let's talk about it. How brave or slash stupid do you have to be to find a flash drive <laughs> in a random rest stop and plug it into your computer? <laughs> well, this was early. This is like the early 2000s, so people weren't too They weren't too paranoid? No. Holy moly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah you got to admit, that would be some a brave move. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd have to use your computer if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, hey, I got a new Nine Inch Nails. Where's your computer? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gil. Why is there weird anime porn all over my computer? I don't know. What have you been looking at? <laughs> Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, and I love that, the whole viral market. I did a thing. Uh, they called them street teams for okay. a while back in the early 2000s. Uh, uh, were, uh, oh, it was God. mainly the record companies. Were you a flash mob? Were you part of a flash I mob? I hate flash mobs. Okay. <laughs> I really hate flash mobs. But, no, uh, this what they'd do is they'd give you, like, send you posters and stickers and stuff for whatever band they were wanting to promote. Okay, yeah. And uh, along, same along lines here. And yeah. you just go out and spread. And, like, uh, you'd write on there, I'm going to such and such concert. Uh, and they'd send you the materials because it'd be something related to the, one of their artists. And they'd send you, like, stickers and posters and stuff. And you just hand out at the concert. There were so many times I took my son. And at the time, he was like, oh, gosh, he was like five, six, maybe. He's like, Dad. I just want to go in and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I got to hand out these stickers. <laughs> so, and there were times, uh, I remember at a Comic-Con one time that I was doing something for that, and uh, I just took the whole stack of stuff and just set it on the table where they had, you get free posters at some of the yeah. Comic-Con. I just stuck it on that table and left. <laughs> like, I didn't do the work, but I got, you know, credit for it. So, right. sure. But no, I think that's a great movement. And, well, well let's move into this. We're going to talk about Venom during this podcast, and uh, I, I'd like to get a few words in on about it. Uh, but, there was all sorts of marketing going on that I purposely avoided. I avoided everything because I wanted to see what was going on. Uh, are people like that, do you think, now? Do you think people are like, okay, there's too much? Uh, but, I mean, when you get stuff like that, it gets, you know, like the newspapers or my stickers, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, but see, is it too much? See, I think what works well with the newspaper is, at least, you know, from a cursory glance, the newspapers don't spoil the movie right they enhance maybe the backstory that you have going sure. into the movie and i think that's the way to do it i i think that the way things have evolved is they don't necessarily i can't think of anything the matrix was one that had sort of done this the blair witch project those were ones that had done these type of weird viral marketing type things i think marvel has gotten a lot smarter about the way that they do it mm -hmm. i have theories Tons of theories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, the initial believe. Tom Holland leak stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, initially it started out, it was a real thing that happened. Yeah, like Mark, Tom Holland just screwed the pooch on yeah. him. Mark Ruffalo <laughs> opened his mouth in the middle of an interview. And <laughs> well, and not just that. Mark Ruffalo had his phone on. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, live streaming uh -huh. on Facebook still, like, when he was in the premiere. Um, but I think that they realized that people are responsive to those type of things and i believe that they leak it themselves i have a theory oh yeah the the uh like the most recent one is the faked not faked oh, it's not maybe fake. fake of andrew garfield okay shooting yeah. the shot with yeah. another another spider person yeah. that's off camera <laughs> and then you have somebody come out and go oh no it's fake i faked it and then that rides for a couple of days, and then he comes back out and goes, no, I didn't really fake it. It's fine. It's so real footage. there's this uh, YouTube channel. Um, I wish I could shout them out because I do watch it a lot. It's like special effects artists react to. Okay. Oh, Corridor they, Crew. 
Yes. Yeah. And oh. they did that video <laughs> uh-huh. and they debunked it 100%. Like, yeah. yep, this is like this is fake. You wouldn't like yeah. uh I you go would to have the... to have a body to initially like they did everything backwards as though they took a video and Yeah, and they ah. show because because the initial claim was that it was uh deep fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they showed the deep fake algorithm yeah. running through. Yeah. And one of the things that happens when they do deep fake yeah, is you have like the you have the first 3 that are the face that you want to add. Yep. And the fourth column is the face that you're adding it to. Mm-hmm. But when they showed the deep fake, it was all Andrew Garfield's mm-hmm. face. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I turned to them here not too long ago because uh, Boston Dynamics released oh, yeah. a video of their robots yeah. doing a choreographed oh, dance. Yeah, yeah. I showed it to Gil, and I'm going, this is Skynet. This is how it starts. <laughs> it's a cutesy dance video, and then we're all being slaughtered by Terminators. <laughs> but I watched their video because they broke down and said, Here's why this is absolutely real. It is not CGI because of this, this, and this. And um, Hollywood special effects have been a passion of mine for a very long time. Um, In fact, early on, I had contemplated trying to pursue a career in special effects. I've done, I mean, I've shown off to Gil some of the prosthetic, uh, like uh, latex makeups and stuff. I've done zombie makeups on my mom and my wife and done special effects makeup on my daughter and their friends and, cool. and stuff like that. Uh, and it would, it, so uh, corridor crew, great channel, find them on YouTube. And if you're interested in visual effects, they do great. I oh, love the, yeah. I love the visual effects artist reacts. I love the uh, stuntmen reacts. They've got a great stuntmen react series where they break down some of the crappy stunts that we've all seen. Some of the spectacular stunts we've all seen, why Liam Neeson isn't nearly as badass as you might think he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because when they shoot, shoot his action scenes, there's like 75 cuts in it to make him look good. Just like Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, then they, shoot Keanu, <laughs> then they shoot Keanu Reeves, and he's actually a badass. Yeah. So, you know, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good channel. But I'm convinced that Sony has released that stuff yeah intentionally. well well for a couple of things the spider-man there was that the phone video of someone holding the phone with the trailer for spider-man mm-hmm. uh it was like that was like why would they film a phone why didn't they just show the phone why didn't they, you know it's like i didn't understand that but i i think that was intentional yeah because you couldn't see hardly anything but you yeah. saw enough to like so ooh. the perception there was gil you work for the studio yeah you got it on your phone you're not supposed to share it in fact they got it set up where you can't share it right so the perception is is that oh i'm gil's buddy he's got it there yeah. let me record let me, it yeah. off your phone real yeah. quick yeah yeah that's the idea no, I, I think yeah. i think you're absolutely right and i think yeah. what's really bad about it is us jackasses out there on the internet are lapping this shit up <laughs> right and well like i know sony and marvel and disney are spoon feeding me yeah. this stuff. oh yeah yeah because let's face it Marvel has proven if they want to lock it down, yeah. they'll lock it down, oh, yeah. and you won't hear anything yeah. Yeah. until the movie's done. The one that I regret the most was leaked footage of Captain America picking up Mjolnir yeah. and oh, Avengers yeah. Assemble. Yeah. The fact that I, I took that moment away from being able to see that. Because yeah. it, like... like audience reacts yeah like with yeah. the videos like and you get them cold chills and yeah. the goosebumps from and you're like, those yeah! type of scenes yeah, I, yeah. I, I i ruined it because i seen a very crappy yeah <laughs> yeah previs version of it and you hate yourself oh. i mean i anytime i click on those i i i've never had a drug addiction problem yeah. 
But I feel like that's the equivalent of hitting rock bottom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. God, Disney, yeah. I need another fix. Yeah. Oh, look at that grainy video. Well, well you know, I mean, I can, I can remember when the Phantom Menace came out. I watched it like two or three months before it came out in theaters. Uh-huh. On a... LimeWire rip or something. It was something... <laughs> like well, that. I remember it had subtitles at the bottom. That my, my might as well have been like hieroglyphs or something because I it was not a symbol or a letter that I recognized and it was big and bold at the bottom but it was a full movie full vi- full visual wow. Gil and I've talked yeah. before I, I don't I can't tell you what movie it was but I fell down that rabbit hole it was yeah. I'm like I ran across it and it was on one of the you know don't use your work computer kind of websites no, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it was the full movie. And like I said, I can't remember what it was. I ended up not watching it because five minutes into it, some dude stands up and walks out of <laughs> walks in front of the screen. Yep. And I'm going, oh, for son of a – this is literally just someone with a camcorder sitting in the back, the back row mm-hmm. of the theater filming it on their cell phone or a camcorder. And I'm going, I, I can't. If you, only I, knew, you know, it was, it was slightly off off kilter. It wasn't quite square. Sure. If you only knew how many hundreds of films I've seen like that. <laughs> right. There used to be websites you could go yeah, to. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, there and, were. <laughs> and, uh, and now yeah. since I've got a streaming box, there are uh, streaming services. Oh, sure. That, yeah. you can, uh, that yeah. you can get that will essentially make that happen. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a torrent site. Yeah. It is for sure. Not the most legal thing in the world, <laughs> well, but it's, it's, it operates in that weird, murky, gray area sure. of the Internet. Yeah. Well, I, and I to correct it, like now the streaming, you know, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus. Yeah. I pay for them all. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. one of them. And if it's if superhero-related, my... I'm watching it at the, the Eagle Theater multiple times. Because I've yeah. watched so many shitty bootlegs. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, and, and I felt – I used to feel really bad about – watching shitty bootlegs but i recently watched a kevin smith podcast where he and mark bernard were talking about the shitty bootlegs that kevin smith used to watch and sell in his comic book store they had bootlegs of stuff the fantastic four yes exactly what i was thinking of exactly yeah Yeah. it's it's actually not that bad no for the time (laughs) especially yeah Yeah. it would have been a great on par with uh that early captain america that came out which you know what people no not the motorcycle there was another one that came out in the early 90s and and what <laughs> what's funny about it is it is it feels like it probably came out in the early 80s but it didn't <laughs> right i mean t2 was coming out about the same time as this no. it was phenomenal <laughs> but there's another one that came out if you don't have it i'm gonna bring it out too because i have it on blu-ray Oh, uh, but it's actually really good. It, I I actually love it. Well, see, uh, I, I mean, I was a big fan of the Flash TV series back in the early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. the guy who played the Flash in the early nineties, I think, Leslie Ship, plays yep. the Flash's dad in the yep. CW. Yep. Well, it he? also plays uh, uh, Garrick. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. The other the original Flash, Flash yeah. yeah, from the Justice Society of America. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I you know, like I said, I've been on board with the <laughs> goofy comic book stuff from, uh, from yeah. early on. Uh, well, David Hasselhoff was Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Or Dolph Lundgren as a Punisher. As a Punisher, Punisher yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, well, all right, let's transition because I want to get in Venom. We've okay. got, got a few minutes left here, but before I do that, we're going to start with the biggest spoiler of this movie. So you've got five seconds to turn this podcast off if you haven't seen Venom. If you haven't seen Venom on opening weekend, what is wrong with you? Right. Uh, well, and, so. and we established early on, in fact, we did a whole podcast yeah, about, about, about how long to spoilers, how yeah. long before you can talk spoilers. Uh, the prevailing wisdom is three days. Three okay. days. And three been... days, you should be cleared to talk spoilers. So. Well, so the thing that got me is how do you continue Venom if Eddie Brock is dead? All right, hold on. Here we go. Well, let's, let's start with the post credit scene. The worst spoiler of the thing. <laughs> All right, now. The, uh, what? I actually, I actually uh, have an answer for that, by um, the way. So the post credit credit screen, uh, scene is, is one that's been talked about. Uh, my son said he got an a, a audio clip that he found on the internet about the post-credit scene. He listened to it, and he was mad at himself for listening to it because, well, and, but the thing is, in the audio clip that he had at the end, you know, because it, 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 the uh, multiverse just flashes and he's in a different place yeah. with Venom watching TV, and then uh, J. Jonah Jameson comes on and announces Peter Parker's Spider-Man. They go up to the TV, and uh, Venom says, that guy. Well, in the audio clip, it's Eddie Brock saying, I hate that guy. So I'm like, I'm wondering, did they change it for the movies? Or did sure. it was just this, I mean, because it was a test, test screening kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think that's horrible. Because, you know me, Spider-Man must be the point of start for Venom. There's yeah. no other way to do that. And Gil has very, very strong feelings about Ugh. the fact that we've had two Venom movies and neither of them have dealt with Spider-Man at all. Yep. He, he has very strong feelings about that. Now, very. <laughs> as far as uh, Hold on, what take happened, a blood pressure pill real quick. Hold on. As far as carnage, because in the end of Venom, let there be carnage. He bites his head. He bites his head <laughs> off, which essentially eliminates Cletus and Cassidy. And eats a symbiote. Yeah. 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 However, because the post credit scene, Eddie Brock and Different Venom reality. have been pulled into the prime MCU. Yeah. So I'm guessing that maybe we get... Another Cletus Cassidy, if they want to go that route, and it could still theoretically be Woody Harrelson playing Cletus Cassidy that becomes MCU Carnage. Yeah. So I, what died at the end of movie was essentially Sony Carnage. Sure. Ah. Well, uh, tell them about your yeah. uh, your theory about how he, how Venom actually gets the real Venom suit. Uh, yeah. Look. Okay. So the run the joke at the end of the movie was they were going to be the the what I don't know uh, it wasn't the Avengers. What the hell did. Uh, Venom joke about them being called Lethal Protector. Lethal yeah. Protector. Which is Venom Lethal Protector was the byline on the comic book. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's one of the best yeah. comic yeah. runs of Venom. And, so, and yeah. Venom said, we need a mask and a cape. Yeah. So I think Venom maybe spots Spider-Man and goes, damn, he looks cool. And just like spawns sort of the Spider. white Spider-Man logo on yeah. I, I mean, can, I, I can be cool with that. You can, you can, can you be cool can with, deal that? with that? Okay, there's got to be a point where that. Comes I was. I'll tell you play. what. I'll tell you why I came up with that. I was trying to find a way to talk Gil down off the ledge because <laughs> he's still a little salty I, that no, we've had two I venoms. Think, and, I don't think it happens that way. You don't think so? <laughs> no, I think theory? I think uh, Peter has to come in contact with this. With this, yeah, I agree. You have to. Have I, that. I agree. Fans yeah. want it. People want to see him. There's a, obviously a black and gold suit who's not the symbiote. <laughs> and I know that because I've seen the toys at Walmart. They oh, yeah, been okay, out there. okay, okay, uh, yeah. they got Played the, the Spider-Man the video game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think he, he's, he has – I'm do you, worried. Do you think it happens will, in No Way no, Home? No, no. I think that uh, it's just my personal opinion, my own theory. Mm -hmm. But I think we will see a conclusion of 
Peter Parker in the MCU with whatever happens at the end of Far From Home, whether or not that course corrects things or what. Okay. I think what you will see from there on will be Tom Holland as Peter Parker um, in Sony's type of Venomverse. I think that they uh. will take uh, the Vulture and, uh, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, the Vampire. Uh, oh, Morbius. Morbius. Morbius and all and, of that. Uh, was it Scorpion? Yep. yep. Scorpion. Yeah. Rhino was in one of the uh, Andrew Garfields. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Marvel's <laughs> tendency of, like, obviously Spider-Man is the most well-known Marvel yeah. character, may, quite arguably maybe even the most popular right. superhero of all times. Uh, but Although I, it could all be a moot point because yeah. uh, Marvel is facing a myriad of lawsuits now. Oh, sure. <laughs> and, and they're running the risk of losing creative control of yeah. all of this IP. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Now, you know, they've got the power of the mouse behind them. So <laughs> I think I tend to think Marvel and Disney are going to be OK. So are, are you familiar with uh, the the trademark rights? Like it's so many years. Right. That, yep. that, that, and they keep pushing that back. Disney's been the primary one. Mm-hmm. Primary, and it's because of Steamboat Willie. Uh-huh. They don't want to lose the, the rights to Mickey Mouse or at least mm-hmm. the original incarnation. Mm-hmm. And uh, like they keep pressing legislature to, to yeah. push that out and like it's at 105 years now but it's Holy about crap. to expire again and wow. uh but it'll yeah. be pushed even further now right. I, I do feel that there's i mean realistically like the the jim lees or the john ramitas or the whoever who have created these huge 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 uh money makers oh like, yeah not seeing residuals from it like they were like obviously in the 90s they were paid like rock stars or at least for a little right. while yeah um but like john ramita or steve ditko or you know uh, and, and any of those guys were not yeah yeah. Right. yeah yeah and a lot of them ended up broke yeah yeah, yeah or they know. were they were for hire artists yeah. they came in they worked on a book and, yeah. and they were done now i really think if you are a company as giant friggin enormous as yeah. disney yeah wouldn't it almost be they're making the money. They're making the money. And, and you get to, look, we're good guys. We understand. Steve Ditko didn't make didn't make crap off of his creations. We're going to hear. What's the is, cut, though? Is it $100 yeah. billion? Is it, is but it I, $5 I, million? You and know, I, yeah, and, and I think that's a conversation that would have to be had. But I think yeah. up to it looks kind of icky because Disney has said, oh, you're suing us? Well, guess what? We're counter-suing you. Yeah. <laughs> and that just seems a little Well, clear. most of them, like Marvel had contracts with all their artists, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Same with DC. Superman being sold for, like, an equivalent of, like, 175 bucks. Yeah. You yeah. know, they, they all contracts. You know, they knew what they were getting into. Well, and this is yeah. a battle that Marvel has fought recently, yeah. including with Spider-Man. Yeah. Because back not too long ago, not too long ago, Marvel was flat friggin' broke. Yeah. yeah. And that's why they sold off the movie rights too. The most the X-Men, popular one. the Fantastic yeah. Four, the Spider you know, yeah. Spider Man. Because they just needed to sell them off in order to keep the doors Isn't open. Isn't it crazy to think it wasn't that long ago that Iron Man was actually like a C list hero? Yeah. 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 Or same yeah. thing with well, Thor. See, my wife is a huge MCU fan. Yeah. But she doesn't really have much of a relationship with these characters pre MCU. Mm-hmm. Um and, and even the X Men, she only knows the X Men because Hugh Jackman is yeah. Wolverine and those yeah. you know. Um so when I talk about yeah, it's funny that they're able to build this empire out of 
let's face it, also ran characters. Mm -hmm. She'd go, what do you mean? Iron Man's huge. He he, At the time. Yeah. And that was why the idea that the Avengers ended up Mm -hmm. working was such a major thing. Yeah. Because here was a group of really, again, Fantastic Four. They couldn't use X-Men. They couldn't use Spider-Man. You know, but they made it work. And I almost think that's why it worked. And I think... For the most part, you had I, – I think the casting was phenomenal. I know John Favreau had to fight tooth and nail to get Robert Downey Jr. They were mm-hmm. the Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It I could wonder, have been a good Wolverine maybe. I wonder what that would have looked like. Like there was something about Robert Downey Jr. and I think his history. Mm-hmm. That he added he that lived the life of Tony Stark. Yeah. And so being a so I, I read an article that said – that when they initially pushed for Robert Downey Jr., when, uh, oh my goodness, the director. Uh, John Favreau. John Favreau pushed for him. Marvel actually said there is no amount of money, or least amount of money, that we would pay him and hire him. Like, if he would do it for 100 bucks, we still wouldn't hire him. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah, no. uh, it's a sticky point now, but uh, the original roadie. Um, Terrence no, Howard. Terrence Howard was the one that pushed for them to accept it. He was off an, off an Oscar win. And I think for the first movie, he got paid $5 million, or No, it was $8 million for Iron Man 1. Uh-huh. And Robert Downey Jr. got paid 500000 Yeah. <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. got paid $10 million, And they came back to Terrence Howard. I think it was with like a million or it was a substantially right. less. And since then, he hates yeah. Robert Downey Jr. over it. But, yeah. <laughs> I fought uh, for you. Yeah. Well, and, and Robert Downey Jr. wouldn't have landed it if it hadn't. John Favreau yep. insisted. They had him come in. They did yep. a test screening, yep. shot some footage in him as character, as Tony Stark, and that's ultimately what won over the there's, the studio. There's been several people that have been cast, and I'm like, oh, I just get that. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. I got that one instantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who else am I thinking of? Chris Hemsworth. I remember when they said, oh, it's going to be that guy. Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, blonde hair. He's a decent-looking guy. I didn't know anything about him right. on there. Well, uh, he was one. Uh, actually, uh, oh, my goodness, uh, the girl that played Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises, uh, Anne Hathaway. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Perfect. But I was on the same board with... Uh, or Heath Ledger, he was one that I was like, oh yeah, I think yeah, he, he's he he's do done. It. And same thing with Robert Pattinson. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. As long I, as he's not sparkly, I guess. So that's that's the worst thing. That, so and that yeah, he gets such a shit. I mean, he gets crapped on because he was in Twilight. Yeah. yeah. The poor bastard started his career yeah. on Twilight, and he's forever going to be yeah. a sparkly vampire. But if you look at everything outside of Twilight, mm-hmm. he has done phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. And absolutely, and, and he's a character actor, which yeah. is yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, well, I, w- I was really excited getting back to Venom. Nah, <laughs> oh yeah, we were talking uh, about that, weren't yeah, we? <laughs> with Andy Serkis, when they said that he was going to direct, and this is what I, I, I'm going to break you guys' hearts. I was sort of let down by Venom, <laughs> yeah, because I think I, it was one of the few films I did not spoil. I, I, yeah. I, I bet you can count on one hand the amount of films I have not spoiled. <laughs> it is one of them. Um, but I was like Andy. Andy Circus, he's creative. He's done all these yeah, stuff yeah. with Gollum and right. And, and if uh, anybody knows mocap, yeah. it's him. And but there wasn't anything in the film that I felt like 
screamed like like oh you can see he had his hand on this he's done something phenomenal with right. it um yeah i had had like a wish for that ending scene the mid credit scene mm-hmm. my hope was that it was totally going to go the route that it did um but i i was thinking like what if he's like in a restaurant or a bar and the footage of Jay Jonah, like that was my original vision, him mm-hmm. popping up. And I really wanted to see Brock go, Parker? You know, like right, right. from seeing it. And then he'd be like, he does know. And yeah. he did leave New York for a reason. Right. And, yep, yep. and uh, what we got was close. Uh, but I, I was just enough. sort of, maybe, uh, maybe my hope or desperation for that to play out. And then it didn't. That's, that's, was that's, like a that's bit where of a I'm at punch. 100% with the yeah. Venom movies. It's like. Okay, you can't have Venom without Spider uh, without Spider Man yeah. without Peter Parker either. Yeah. Uh, well, so and- they've always crushed me with that. Well, this one I thought, okay, maybe they're going to do that. Maybe they're going to figure it out. And they did it at the very end, kind of, sorta, but not quite. But at the same time, like you said, I, Andy Circus, yeah. I, with this movie, I did not want to go in with anything knowledge at all. I didn't even know who was in it. Uh, other than you know Tom Hardy, yep. uh, oh, of course uh, Cletus Cassidy. Uh, yeah, you know you got it. I thought he was Woody Harrelson, yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I knew those two, but I didn't. I look at anything. And at the end of it, I saw Andy Serkis. I'm like, I thought he could do better than that. Yeah. You know, and, and well, I, I mean, love the movie. I love the fact that it was a cool action movie between yeah. two a villain and an uh, anti-villain. Uh, I thought that was fun. The action they created was good. The storyline was pretty good. Yeah, but to me, it just it was like. There was nothing there to let, let me walk away going, oh, that was awesome. There's yeah, nothing like right. that. And I think they I think they fell into the trap that so many of the other Marvel properties have fallen into. They create a really cool bad guy. Yeah. And then they kill him at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like Black Widow? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm to, to rehash this, you, you're, you're standing firm in your ground on the fact that Spider-Man has to be a part of Venom and his it, yeah. backstory. Yeah. I feel like Marvel's trying to pull you along with What If and <laughs> yeah. say, hey, in, in, in some parallel universe, that has absolutely happened, Gil, and we're <laughs> glad that you love it. But in this particular weird world that we're in, yeah. it just hasn't. Well, and that's okay. Then, yeah, then, <laughs> no, no, no think, it's not okay. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're absolutely – and uh, the post-credit scene, I was – I enjoyed the post-credit scene. But I am more excited about what it possibly means moving. I'm, I'm excited to see what that payoff is after, going to be. After Spider-Man 3, with the multiple villains, New Goblin, uh, Sandman, and Venom, my fear <laughs> my fear of too much. Like, there's oh, only yeah. so much you can do in two, two and a half hours. Right. Like, how do you do justice with all this? If there really is... A significant story with Doctor Strange and Peter. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. If there's some type of significant story with Peter and Doctor Octavius or the Green Goblin or now, you know, Eddie Brock, like how do you do all of them justice? Right. Well, you don't put them all in the same film. That's for one thing. Uh, well, and, and, you know, <laughs> but I, I think history they are. <laughs> I think history bears that out. You look yeah. at we referenced earlier. Yeah. The uh, Michael Keaton 1989 Batman yeah. versus Jack Nicholson's Joker. Oh, yeah. yeah. One hero, one villain. Great movie. Yeah. The second one, a little less great because then they started to add two villains. Yeah. The third one, there was like three villains. Yeah. The fourth one, there was like a whole menagerie of villains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you had Robin and you had Batgirl and, you know, yeah. it, it, it just got convoluted and messy. Yeah. And none of the none of the individual stories paid off. Now, so, I think if anybody can do it, I think Marvel can do it. Well, and I think they, they proved they that have. with Avengers. Well, I, I would even say even better than that. 
uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So realistically, we had seen Black Widow a couple times in Iron Man, uh, so she wasn't that new. But the Winter Soldier and his perception of what he was, completely mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. Falcon, completely new. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, Robert Redford's character, right. completely new. Uh, there was so much there that was introduced. Multiple villains. Crossbones was in there as oh, yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and, and did it justice. Yeah, and, and whoever the hell, uh, John St. Pierre. Uh, yes. Uh, sidekick the Leaper. or whatever. The Leaper. The yeah. 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 That's rock. The Leap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All of those were in there, and they used them the right way. Sort of, I think, harboring back to like a, uh, the Scarecrow in The Dark Knight or, you know, Little Villains or Zaz. Victor Zaz, you, you know, you can pepper those people in. They don't need to be the primary right, interest right, of a film. Right, right, right. You know? Well, and the thing is, my theory, my my way of looking at it is you can have as many heroes as you want. Team-ups yeah. are huge in the comic book world. Yeah. But when you start bringing in, like, eight, nine different villains, it's like yeah. you're getting really convoluted. Well, yeah. and I think we're in each a, one has their own plan. And I think we're in a better spot now because of the nature of comic book movies, especially sure. – uh, because there was a time where the, conve- the the prevailing wisdom is people that are going to go see this don't know the source material, yeah. so we have to spoon feed them. Yeah. Which is why you know we have three different iterations of Uncle Ben dying. You know yeah. because we're fans of Spider Man, we don't need that backstory. So when Tom Holland came along, they didn't have to tell us how Uncle Ben died. We all just knew yeah. Uncle Ben died. We didn't need to see it. And so I think maybe. We all know who Dr. Octavius is. We don't need his backstory. So yeah. maybe because we no longer need the backstories for these people. The problem you is. Can maybe pay. You have a little more time. People like to you and I don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't need that. But when you take the 15 year old kid who wasn't alive when. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 2 came out. But damn it, Joe, I think they're making these movies now for people like us. Oh, sure. Used to. We have disposable income. Yeah. Used to, they made these movies for the masses. They had to, you know, which is why, you know, the first X-Men movie, they all wore black leather. Because it'd be stupid to have them in comic comic book accurate costumes. Yeah. Then you watch the Avengers, and it doesn't get much more comic book accurate than those costumes. You know, it, it is absolute. And then the latest Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, they just went. You want comic book accurate here? Here's yeah. a shark. Yeah, here's, yeah. here's a shark. Here's a giant starfish. Yeah. What are you gonna do? So, oh, peacemaker. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I like so much that uh, I have reached the age where. At least the powers that be think I have disposable income, so they start marketing <laughs> shit toward me. Sure. You know, they start making the things I want the way I want them because sure. I'm their target demographic. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time you see a. Uh, pain relief medication commercial on TV and it's using uh, uh, Motley Crue <laughs> as the music, you go, that's it. I've yeah. made it. I reached, feel good. <laughs> I've reached the target demographic. <laughs> well, I always, I have always felt that the best villain, I don't care if it's the sequel, trilogy, whatever, it has to be some type of reflection of who the hero is. Yep. Yeah, the best villains are venom. always yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're talking venom. Uh, I always feel like the Take best. You're mad. Yeah, <laughs> I always feel like the best. The best version, you know, when you look at like the big ones, uh, you know, Batman and the Joker, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, Superman or Lex Luthor. Yep. You know, they're they're just moral opposites, or or right. uh, you know, yeah. I, 
Yeah, and I, I really think that's one of the faults of the uh, original Ju- Justice, or was it Justice League or Batman v Superman that had uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex that started. Yeah. I think it was Batman v Superman. Anyway, yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, he it could, was. He probably could have been, but they, yeah, they just didn't quite get it with uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex well, Luthor. Well, so I, there's a reason behind that. Oh, well, there is. <laughs> when he was originally cast, he was not cast as Lex Luthor. Oh, they I think told I heard him, that. Yeah, I think yeah. It, yeah I they think I told him that. he was going to play the Riddler. Oh, really? And they changed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he'd be a great Riddler. I think. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did they tell him he wasn't playing the Riddler? Because no, I swear to I God, he, mer- he was the Riddler <laughs> for most of that yeah. movie. Yeah. I think they merged the storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched an interview with him where he actually discussed it. Yeah. His characterization, sort of trying to justify the the things that he had done, and and. Uh, uh, yeah, I always think <laughs> what's missing from Lex Luthor is if Superman didn't exist, Lex Luthor would be a hero. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, well, he was president. Everyone, everyone <laughs> likes to pu- push uh, Jeff Bezos and stuff like that and, and crazy stuff. I actually think what if there was someone that owned a um, billion-dollar, trillion-dollar industry, did things for people, Built his ego on that. And then here comes this person who's essentially a god. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how much money he has right. or what he's capable of doing. Right. He can no longer do what this individual's capable of. Mm-hmm. And that just Irritate. gets to him. Yeah, yep, yep. And, and he yeah. sees it as a fault. Like there's, got, there's no one perfect. There's no one. And mm-hmm. I'm going to show everyone. That's Lex Luthor. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that this guy isn't who he is. Right. And I think if you took that approach... Rather than someone that's schemy, like, don't get me wrong, uh, uh, the original Superman, Lex Luthor, or yeah. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Gene uh, Hackman was Gene, great. Oh, phenomenal. I loved, yeah. loved his characterization. Kevin Spacey was great. Um, but I feel like that's what's missing. Like, he should be someone that's, like, sort of idolized, and then comes this bigger thing that he just can't compete with, and... Yeah, <laughs> I, I want his version of uh, of a Superman movie. I want that one. <laughs> I want yeah, the, I want that Lex Luthor. Yeah, I think that that would be yeah. awesome. And that's and that's why uh, Batman v Superman, yeah. uh, Justice League, both were like, yeah. yeah, you're not quite getting there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, 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 the thing that bothered me the most is uh, Batman has always been been portrayed as the world's smartest detective. Yeah. And you mean he didn't see this? Yeah. Bullshit coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until. Superman said, Martha, that he, oh, oh, yeah, I'm being You mean played. to tell me um, there was an animated movie uh, uh, with the, when they did the new 52, the DC. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was a scene where uh, Superman's about to rush uh, Batman into Green Lantern. And he's uh, the, Hal Jordan's like, what are you doing? He stop. He's going to attack. And, he, and he's like, he'll kill us. And he goes, that's not his way, is it, Clark? He already knew. Yeah. He had yeah. figured yeah, it out yeah, long yeah. times yeah. ago. Absolutely. And then uh, Superman that's uses... That's funny his, you reference that. Yeah. I actually watched that not too long ago. Yeah. And then he uses... Superman uses his x-ray vision. Oh, uh-huh. you're Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You know? Like, instantly. That is who Batman is. Right. He wouldn't have... Yeah. If he was able to figure out, you know... The White Russian or whatever that giant ship was and who all this other stuff is. Yeah, He would have known for sure that Clark can't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and actually, I think if you'd have taken that fear that Batman showed in that movie, you always have to f- find a way to put conflict between the two. But if you'd taken the fear and what he was doing and pushed that towards Lex Luthor, 
if he was the one that was fearful, like, look what he did to Metropolis. Look what he's done to the world. Mm -hmm. I can combat him. I have right. money. Instead of Batman? <laughs> uh, I yeah. mean, you're right in line with what I was talking yeah, about. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a much better movie, and it's a much yeah. more interesting and engaging story because it's something then that he thinks he's a lot doing of right. us— He just doesn't realize he's causing more harm than— right. But he, it's something yeah. that a lot of us can relate to, that yeah. idea. At least yeah. we can wrap our hand around it. Yeah. And well, that's what I hoped when they did Batman v. Superman. I, I was hoping that that was going to be the conflict, that, yeah. that Batman knew who Superman was, but his, he's unlimited power. Yeah. He's going to run unchecked. I have to be the one to put him in check. Yeah. That, I thought, should have been the conflict, not this yeah. weird manipulation by Lex. I yeah. thought that doesn't make any damn sense well, to me. And people always got so upset about Superman snapping Zod's neck. Yes. Superman's killed. He killed Zod in the, in the second. Right. Superman has never had, I will not kill <laughs> uh, strategy. Batman has. He watches... Yeah. In, it, and, and, and those new 52, those cartoons are so good. But there's a part in there where uh, Bruce is like with Catwoman. I think it was in Hush. And he's like, I always have to try. Like the save, like there's a scene where the Riddler is about to die and, and it's about to cause him his life. And the Catwoman comes up and cuts the chain to let the Riddler die because right. Bruce and, and Bruce wouldn't give up because, you know, he, he's so scarred by what had happened to him as a kid. He's not going to let anyone die anymore. Not if I'm there, that won't right. ever happen. And uh, like he's like, I just I have to try. If you'd have taken that, like, where whatever had happened, and Superman's like, you know, something has to be done with this person. You yeah. know, the whole world's at stake. And, I think we, and I think we like, wrote a better movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think we have fleshed out a better movie. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get in touch. With Hollywood, people. give us a yeah. call. Yeah. yeah. Or Jed Bryan. We'll contact him. Yeah, we'll yeah, Jed. Movie. We know Jed. You, you've been in a movie with Jed, haven't you? A couple of them, actually. We're yeah. doing another one here soon. So I was uh, going to say. <laughs> well, uh, you know, okay, bringing it back to Carnage yeah. and uh, Venom. Uh, one of the things with Venom is that the, the, the whole, when he, okay, okay, go in comic book. Yeah. The Venom costume, which was a symbiote costume, was when the Secret Wars, some, uh, was it the Game Master? Game Master? I think it was the Game Master. Uh, took all these heroes and all these villains, put them on a planet, said, hey, battle it out. This is my fun, you know. And then he got his all torn up in battle. So the machine dispensed a liquid that came, became a suit. Well, he wore that for a long time. And well, that's became, not exactly true. What? What? Deadpool had the suit first. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that the reason the Venom is the way that he is is his exposure to death. I mean, it's canon now. Six one six. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Deadpool's uh, officially in the MCU after. Gil, he's you sat can't there. just take the parts you like. And, <laughs> Look, uh, this I know, whole I know, area over here I'm, uh, it doesn't I know, exist. I know many Christians that take the part of the Bible that they like, and that's all they go by. So I'm doing the same with my comic books. So anyway, he spent years with this uh, symbiote costume. And he became dark and broody. And, I don't think know, it was years. It yeah. was one year. No, it was, it was a couple of years. Because he came back from the planet, did some stuff. They had a, like a year run on the comic. And anyway, yeah. I had to look. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, he, but he has had that suit back and forth. Yeah. And even he had, the cloth version he, of it. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he adapted. Uh, not, he got dark and broody and actually started being a little more vicious. He had, he had the no-kill policy. Yeah. Spider-Man had it. But with Venom, is like, no, why? You why want to know we? why the black suit disappeared in the comics? 
think I remember it. Why? why? Todd McFarlane hated drawing it. Yeah. That's, well, yeah, <laughs> that's but, the truth. And that's why he and turned then, it into Venom. Yeah. So, it's exactly yeah. true. Yeah. I can well, that. But, yeah. the, but hold on now. So he, uh, not only did he absorb the negativeness from the Venom, but the Venom took on his idea of being, you know, okay, we got to be a good guy. We got to protect people. That's mm-hmm. where the lethal protector actually came from, was mm-hmm. the fact that Venom was stuck, took those ideas from uh, Peter Parker. So, again, this movie. He kept saying Lethal Protector over and over and over and over again, which but was he just, wasn't actually. Which was just twisting the knife for you, wasn't it? It was. Every time time. What about the scene where Venom is without Eddie and he jumps down to save the girl that's being robbed? That was cool. I mean, clearly happened. Gets, you know, th- there was one part. But that was the Peter Parker in him. Yeah. But there was, <laughs> there was one part that I actually really did like, and it was very brief in the film, but it was when... Uh, uh, um, Cletus was asking Eddie, "Do you know why I wrote to you about my story to let you do it?" He's he's like, "I just needed a friend." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like that that was like well, oh, that's like, okay, that was I pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and I loved when Cletus started talking about you only wrote one side of it. Yeah. You didn't write the story yeah. about young Cletus I Cassidy wish they'd being put beat a little up more and, of that in there. You know, I think yeah. that you know yeah. uh, you referenced it. You yeah. know, the the villains. There's oftentimes there's a yeah. reason that we yeah. perceive them as a villain. Yeah. Most of the villains, it's it's cliche to say, but the villain always believes they're the hero Wasn't of the story. Wasn't that why Sam Raimi's movies were so good? Is yeah. Doc Ock? You you he was saving like, the world. Yeah, yeah, he was attempting to, or he thought you know he was obviously corrupted, or or same thing. Uh, Sandman was a little rough, felt rushed, but same principle. Like the villain isn't necessarily in Cletus Cadis. Cassidy, I should clarify, should always be 100% evil. Yeah. He's yeah. literally <laughs> yeah. Marvel's version of the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Just but, an agent of chaos. Yeah. But mm-hmm. typically, the villain doesn't perceive what he's doing as evil, but it justifies whatever he's wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's always the best approach. Like, uh, you know, I see his point, but he's just taking this way, way too, too far. far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing with this one, uh, with Shriek, you know, the girl yeah. that w- they were... Uh, lack for lack of a better term, lovers. Uh, right. yeah. I mean, they didn't quite go into that, which is yeah. all right. Uh, that they had known each other, and he, his mission was to save her basically yeah. throughout that film. Yeah. Anybody got in his way, they're dead. Right. Uh, and that's pretty much. And it, again, you get that. Okay, they think they're the hero of the story, yeah. and they're not. But well, I think Cletus, Peter Parker needs to be involved. The story that they had with him <laughs> was essentially any person that Cletus had come in contact with had harmed him. Yeah. in some yeah. form. Uh, his mother, his father, his, his grandmother, grandmother yeah. um, even the when, dog apparently. Even, yeah. even well, yeah. that was so. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't watch movies where dogs die. And it was, that's totally, like that is a not. A, I, I'm so firm on that point. Not a fan of the John Wick franchise. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Like, you know how how much of a gut punch that was? Because I, I have a strong stance. I do not watch movies where dogs die. And there's even uh, Isn't that there's funny? a website. There's yeah, a website. Yeah, the dog die. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? We will watch movies all day long where people just get eviscerated. Yeah. You kill a dog and oh, that's you, it. Yeah. We're yeah. done. Yeah, like I totally 100 percent understand where John Wickens coming from. But yeah. it, you but, killed his dog. That's it. But going back to Cletus <laughs> being abused by the other children and uh, and, yeah, and, yep. and then uh, uh, the girl uh, Shriek. Shriek. Uh, coming to save him, like in his opinion, 
everyone is just out to hurt me. Mm -hmm. And he actually gets to a point or an age where he's like, you know, heck with all of them. I'm I'm just going to. Yeah, you know, yeah, get yeah. them before they get me. Right. Well, see, there's you know, another. Issue. But they didn't. They didn't expel on that. Yeah. You know, it's it was brief and. Yeah, it was there. It was there. So there was an all. opportunity for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, well then here's and, another opportunity they missed. Is one of the things I love. There's they did a series, where it's all uh, symbiotes, different yeah. symbiotes. You saw Riot in the first Venom movie. Yeah. And this one you had Shriek. Shriek in the in the comics, she had this yellow and orange uh, color to her as the, as a symbiote and host. Yeah. And she wore a lot of that in the movie. A lot of the coats and stuff was orange and yellow. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But they did not turn into a symbiote. And it's like no. they had their opportunity right so there. I, I they have, should have. I had the series uh, or the run of comics, uh, Maximum Carnage. I yeah. Uh, yep. I got. Yep. Yeah. And Shriek's in it. With the eye mark and yep. uh, yeah. very different characterization. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I thought she was fine. Yeah, but and the I, other symbiotes, they got, uh, um, like I said, Riot. You got Shriek. They could have turned her into it, and that would have been really cool. Well, hold on. A Lasher. Oh, gosh, Lasher's. So there's, there's one that we haven't talked about that was in the movie at the very end, Toxin. Yeah. Oh, Toxin. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the officer, uh, Mulligan? Yeah. Or, so you you can see the the eyes change there uh-huh. at the end uh, yep. with the perception. He was a big comic book character now, too. Yeah, yeah. Toxin you know, was great. The, I like Toxin. The question that kept running through my head is, uh, okay, Eddie Brock got pulled to the MCU. Did yeah. he get pulled to the MCU, or no. is he still back in the? I Sony think they're universe? going to return. I think they'll later think, take in. And and realistically, you I think they'll do a one-off crossover kind of bring them together. Haha, that was neat, and then sort of fix it. Well, uh, so re- realistically, I-, I feel like there was a hot minute there where we almost lost uh, Spider-Man in the MCU. Right. Mm-hmm. And Tom Holland, from what you read in articles and, and videos, he called drunkenly between the two and was like, ah, let's get this back together. Legitimately, that happened mm-hmm. and sort of saved the franchise. Um, but realistically, I think Marvel has plans beyond, like there's all this huge treasure trove of characters that they right. haven't touched oh yeah yeah they've, stories they've gotten they can tell. they've gotten their big toys just, back yeah now. yeah and just like uh moving past captain america iron man i feel like spiders man marvel's like we have other characters we're going to move past it they may not give up like the toy rights and stuff like that but sony has no inch uh interest in in letting go of that ip right you know i think sony plans like we're going to allow them to use it we're going to build this and then we're going to take what they have built and use it in our own and universe. Make ours big. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I actually wonder if it'll even be Tom Holland. Uh, like there'll be some type of switch where there is a Spider-Man, but maybe it's not him. And well, the... he is ask, asking for a lot more money now, so well, of course he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's he renegotiating. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, and if, maybe at that point they say, "Well, now nah, we're done with you." Yeah, you know, because that usually what happens when yeah. actors start asking for more money. Right, uh, that's the end of the series, yeah. or that's the end of the movie. Unless you're Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Just keep throwing money at him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not even, he's dead. Do so. you know they offered Christian Bell $50 million to be Batman and Batman versus Superman with Henry Cavill? Really? And he turned it down. Yeah. I can't believe he turned it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I'm, I was never really fond of his Batman. <laughs> That's honest to God. I really I like, his, I like, I like Ben Affleck's I Batman. Me too. I, you know, I like that sort of Frank Miller aesthetic. Yeah. And the way his. His suit and cow looked. It was big. It was bulky. It was yeah. the two tone kind of black and gray. I just kind of dug that aesthetic. Yeah. I always felt like that was a perfect 
interpret or in visualization if you were to take it i mean it was so close yeah yeah yeah, yeah. To, well and realistically it was never felt out of character or you know the concept of what it was it worked um except for I, the guns <laughs> yeah that's that's a hard one yeah yeah uh, and, and, and as much as, as we just started we go, gunning people yeah, down <laughs> yeah the the and realistically it's i mean if you look at other medias uh batman returns there was you know he obviously used a gun on the you know or original batman not so much adam west uh <laughs> at least not that i know of he yeah. didn't throw a bomb around i think, well, I think he had one that said bang yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used shark repellent yeah. So. yeah yeah but uh bat shark repellent. bat shark repellent that's one of the things like we were, we were talking about superman's okay with killing batman doesn't kill batman will not use a gun yeah because that's yeah. what took yeah. the most precious thing away from him right yeah um I get, and I've read, I've watched an interview with Zack Snyder, how he justified it, and basically pushing off the points that I gave you that he has done it in the past. In the comic books, that's the one ground mm-hmm. that he just won't. Yeah. It's the line he doesn't cross. Yeah, you know, he'll I beat the it, shit out of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but he won't. He'll yeah. cripple them. Yeah. but he won't kill them. Well, yeah. according to the Titan series, uh, uh, he, he would never kill the Joker, but he did in the Titan series, or at least in the dream sequence yeah. thing, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, whenever they did, in the Titans series, whenever they showed the dead Joker, you're like, oh, this yeah. really went dark. Some things have gone <laughs> sideways here. And then and that, that basically at that point in the series, I'm like, oh, this has got to be a dream sequence of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so And it was. So, well, all right. So, Carnum Vintage, or Car- Venom Carnum. Carnage. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Venom Carnage. Uh, okay, Venom, let there be Carnage. Yeah. If you really want to get taken. All right. Yay or nay? <laughs> nay nay all right tony uh i am gonna say for what it was mm-hmm. yay i'm gonna i'm on the border uh, uh nay because you know my stance uh, yeah no, you've, <laughs> you've voiced that rather emphatically uh, a few times uh but i will say it was fun watching them battle at yeah, times because right. uh, there were times when it's like okay it didn't matter that he didn't it wasn't peter parker first yeah. and it didn't matter such and such but they were battling it out like a real well, Venom and Carnage battle would have gone. And, sure. and I have enjoyed Tom Hardy's just oh, gosh, yes. bat crap crazy yes. portrayal of Venom. Sure. Yeah. I love that Tom Hardy does the voice for both Eddie Brock and Venom, and I think that's great. And I saw I saw an interview or, or uh, something where they talked about Tom Hardy actually recorded all of the dialogue for Venom yeah. Then played it back. He had earbuds. If you yeah. actually free frame one of the shots, you can actually see no. the earbuds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, was it New Rock Stars was. was talking yeah. about it. Air you Cross. can actually see the 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 earpod okay. as he's listening to Venom's dialogue. So he could actually carry on that conversation with Venom. Oh, that's in, cool. Sort of in real life. That's some yeah. good dedication. I thought right there. that's that's kind of neat. Sure, because they're back and forth between Venom and I mean, no, I mean you know Venom and Tom, uh, well uh, Eddie Brock as they go into that grocery store alone. Yeah. You know, that right there, the, the talk between the two is just, it's, it's, I was wondering how they did that because yeah. there's no, only so way, so many ways you can react. Well, it's like watching, being an actor myself. Well, it's no. like watching <laughs> Seth MacFarlane in the, the recording booth carrying on conversations yes. between Peter and Stewie and Quagmire and, and all of those characters. And he just does yeah. the dialogue, yeah. Yeah. carries on conversations in different voices. Yeah. Uh, it's, that is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Anybody is. who's ever tried to do voices of any kind 
can understand how ridiculously amazing that is. Well, I did an audio book. Uh, it was, uh, Armaged- Armageddon 2012 is about basically the Mayan calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mayageddon 2012 is what it was. And in the book, I had to do different voices. You know, I had to be uh, Obama. I had to be Hillary. I had to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I want to hear Guilty Wilson's Hillary Clinton. Uh, oh, it's, it's, on, it's available on Audible. It's uh, Maya again in 2012. But the thing was, doing that, there, there was conversations between, and again, it's it's basically uh, Hillary Clinton becomes president and world goes to hell. Uh, so it was basically all these people talking, and every time I did that, I had to stop recording and actually get myself into the other character. So I can't imagine Seth MacFarlane, how he does it, because there were times I'd hold a conversation. There's a couple of them, uh, Gene Simmons and Rosie O'Donnell, and who was the other one? I can't remember the other character. Uh, but anyway, they were all having a conversation, and I actually rolled through that. I got done with that recording. I'm like, oh my god, I got to take a break because it was. I mean, it was like a 15 minute dialogue, and I'm like, you want to know I'm how done. Seth MacFarlane does that? 25 seasons. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Shit taught a practice. Yeah, this yeah. is just one audiobook for me. So yeah, that's <laughs> like yeah. when uh, uh, Rick and Morty. Who is yeah. it? who? Who does Rick and Morty? Uh, I can't think of his name. But like when he's recording the dialogue for Rick. He actually drinks beer. Yeah, yeah. That way he can so belch can on yeah. cue, and he gets a little more drunk and a little more, yeah, <laughs> a little more belligerent as he goes yeah. in the recording sessions. So. Well, I'd seen an or, or watched a video where he talked about um, originally when he would do the voice for Rick, saying the word Morty was like what kept him in character. And so in the first season, especially like the first three or four episodes, you'd hear him say, Morty, 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 and a ton. <laughs> wow. And it was just because uh, Justin Rowland. Yeah, ah, Justin there we Rowland. go. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. There we go. Just so Justin could stay in character yeah. of Well, you of watch, you watch any yeah. of the the impressionists, like yeah. uh, Frank Caliendo. I watch him yeah. a lot oh, on like TikTok. The mannerisms. Yeah, and, and he, he'll break it down, and he'll go, okay, you want to do a Robert Downey Jr.? This is how you start. And you start off with this phrase. Yeah. And then you slow it down here. And you do this. And you add this inflection. And it, it, it's funny. They all seem to, like, uh, if, if you're going to do an impression, there's always that phrase. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can do Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, but I have to go, like Zoinks, like Man Oh Man. That, that has to be the first thing I have to try to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's always the thing yeah. that, you know. The catchphrase. Yeah. I'll do Daphne. Not voice. I'm going to do Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> hey, after the, after the Rosie O'Donnell and, uh, and uh, Hillary Clinton and your, on your repertoire, I'm... So, yeah, so to get back to your yay or nay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my vote was something like that. Always comes back to one, one point. Is it something that I would watch more than once? Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I don't. That yeah, same Venom, here. I, uh, I don't think I'd watch it anymore. I, it's and I hate to say it, Suicide Squad, the newest one. I enjoyed it. It was good. There was yeah. parts that were funny. Will I watch it again? I don't yeah. know. And uh, mm-hmm. my wife and I went to see Venom. Let there be carnage. Yeah. Logan, my son, has not had a chance to see. Yeah. It. So the only way I would go see it again is if Logan said, hey, Dad, can we go see Venom? Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll go see it with yeah. you again. It was good enough that I would do that, but I won't necessarily go, dude, I can't wait to go back to the Eagle yeah. and right. watch Venom yeah. again. That yeah. was awesome. And yeah, But like uh, Avengers, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Dude, I would All just those. watch yeah. the yeah. Avengers <laughs> Assemble. Yeah. I would watch that scene. I need a little pick-me-up. I'll find out on Disney Plus yeah. and just play that but, chunk. Yep, yep. Sure. Or the the 
staticky on your left. Yeah. 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 Dude, goosebumps. Yeah. Every time. Ruined it. <laughs> ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like that with Guardians of the Galaxy. Any of their movies, those, yeah, I'll watch yeah, those over and over yeah. and have. Talk times. about talk about Disney and Marvel making something out of completely nothing. <laughs> like they built a franchise out of C-list superheroes. <laughs> then they went, <laughs> "Hold my beer," <laughs> yeah. and they made they made a franchise out of you know that uh, D or E or F. They weren't even that I much. Mean, yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, right. how, how good do you have to feel about what you're doing to go? No, seriously, Talking Tree and Talking Raccoon are going to be huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? I want to see Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper in a film together. Uh. <laughs> uh, but did you know James Gunn's uh, first superhero movie wasn't uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? I knew. Th- I heard this recently, actually. Uh, There's another film with Rain Wilson called Super, and it's got yeah. uh, Ellen Page, Elliot Page now. Uh-huh. Yeah, in it. Uh, it's phenomenal. Really dark. <laughs> Is it as dark as Brightburn? Different dark. Okay. But yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Different. It's not. That's a straight up horror film. This one <laughs> yeah, isn't. Well. It's got parts that are comedy, parts that are typical, like mass okay. vigilante. It's like the last third of kind of like a Vertigo line of comics. Then sure. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Vertigo is pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, guys? We've done this for longer than most podcasts we've done. I know. That's so, what uh, I was thinking. we got to be clock- cooking in on a couple of hours here. Uh, almost a minute or an hour and 39 is what we're looking at right now. All so, right. That's well, what happens when you bring Joe Davis I out. know, right? You, you Actually, yeah. you get two nerds in, 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 in the room. You can, you can talk for an hour easily. Yeah. Get three nerds. We could keep going. I'm sure this yeah. would be one of those endless podcasts. If we right. Were. Sure. But I got to end it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Someone has to go back to work here. Right? I know, right? <laughs> we, yeah. all, we all have to get back to real life yeah. now. Real, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what the, <laughs> yeah, because I can't talk nerdy like this with my wife. She's yeah. like, whatever. No, that's my, yeah. When you I'm watching new rock stars, when I'm watching Eric Voss, yeah. I my wife goes into the other room. Oh, yeah. The only, I take that back. Yeah. We came back from the theater watching Venom Let There Be Carnage, and she goes, well, are we going to watch new rock stars? <laughs> and I have never. She's it, a keeper. I'll tell you what. <laughs> right? Gil and I have talked in the past. There are certain moments in my wife and I's time together where I went, oh, I am so lucky. Yeah. And that was one of those moments. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Here we go. <laughs> and Let's see what we miss. Yeah. Bless her. She yeah. sat there and watched it. And yeah. we carried on conver- We carried on nerdy conversation. Now I'm curious. Did she love the film? She enjoyed it. I don't know outside of the the Marvel Humor? proper stuff. She said yeah. it needed Peter Parker and Spider. Yeah, she said it. She was disappointed <laughs> that Peter Parker wasn't in it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she enjoyed it. And, sure. Cause, you know the conversation driving home, and I went, "Well, it wasn't too. That was pretty good." She went, "Yeah, it was good." Yeah. That was kind of the end of it. It yeah. wasn't. So oh means my it, god! I mean, great to her, I guess. Yeah. yeah. If it's like my wife. So. Yeah. <laughs> my my girlfriend Mandy thought it was very funny. She was laughing out loud. And several of the scenes that that people would, yeah, yeah, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Gil and yeah. I've talked in the. I have a bad habit of going to movies and laughing at parts, right. that you shouldn't, shouldn't laugh, laugh at. at. Yeah. Uh, I went to see uh, the latest Rambo movie, 
Yeah. Yeah. And there was a couple of very graphic, very bloody disembowelments. Mm -hmm. And I'm laughing hysterically. <laughs> and I could feel other people in the theater looking at me like, this dude's a sociopath. <laughs> we, but we, I grew up with Rambo. Oh, so when yeah. they do shit like that, I'm like, oh. Yeah. The Expendables movies. Yeah. Those are awesome. I friggin' love those. And I love those because they know exactly what they are. Uh, Sylvester Stallone wrote them. He wrote them for Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis and all of these aging 80s action heroes. And you know what's absurd about the 80s? I know Gil's one in this. I just have to throw this out there. The fact that we had animated cartoons for Rambo, RoboCop. Right, 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 yeah. Like, I, I had toys. Uh -huh. <laughs> Like, that makes no sense. Like, yeah. those were hard-R movies. Yeah. But <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. Also, we were, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. <laughs> but time. we were also smart enough yeah. children to know yeah. that that was an anime. Like, we weren't morons eating Tide Pods and crap <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, you and, know. And I grew up watching, dewormer. I grew up watching Bugs Bunny. I never once thought it was a good idea to drop a crate on my sister. <laughs> it's not? I thought about it. <laughs> But I couldn't get the Just schematics. Just didn't get that Acme. Yeah, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't get Acme to deliver. I got a, I got a garage full of anvils that I, I <laughs> second thoughts kept me from doing it. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> so. All right, let's pull it into this. All right, here we go. Uh, that's it for another podcast. I don't even know what to title this one. <laughs> Normally, I come up with some title as we're talking, and this one is just just general bullshit. No, yeah. <laughs> whatever. But uh, no, we're, we're going to call it to an end. But before I do, I want to let everybody know. Uh, let our sponsors know that you appreciate us. Eagle Theater, definitely. Let them know. And if you're not in Illinois, you can't visit Streeter, Clinton, or Robinson. Uh, those are where the Eagle Theaters are. If you can't visit those, uh, you know, hey. Support your local theater. Hey, I'm going to throw local, something out there theater. with a the theater that a lot of people don't know that they're doing. Um, uh -oh. They do delivery coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. From ten that. to two p.m. We got the bag. Had, uh, had Kelsa and uh, what was the other girl's name? Paige. Paige. Kelsa and Paige were in here yeah. uh, last week, and we talked yeah. about the fact that they're doing delivery. I was excited to find out that and sure they'll they'll bring popcorn to me if I yeah. want between two. two yeah, and two. it's not it's not just yeah. You can get popcorn and like, snacks. Oh. I'm like, oh, yeah. are you guys still doing popcorn curbside? And they go, well, you know, if you want it, we'll bring it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so. And again, that's that's we're local theaters, and that's why we yeah. we are proud to be supported by Eagle Theater because oh, local yeah. theaters. Now the, the big chains, eh, forget those guys. Yeah, the local. Good luck getting an AMC to run you out some popcorn. Right. And soda. <laughs> exactly. Or even <laughs> even uh, you know an AMC. Whenever COVID hit, AMC shut down. Well, the, here at the Eagle Theater, they said, "Well, let's. What else can we do? How about outdoors?" And yeah. they put up a tarp, and they, you know, they did drive outdoors. in. They yeah. did drive-in type movies, yeah. and they did curbside concession yeah. pickups. Yeah. So more than once, yeah. uh, we were watching movies at home, snacking on uh, movie theater popcorn. Because yeah. Gil and I have talked about it. I don't know what the hell they do to the popcorn, but you can't get good movie theater popcorn at home. I yeah. have tried the Orville Redenbacher, the blue, <laughs> whatever it is. Just never no. quite lands exactly right. No. But and the movie popcorn's the best. You whatever yeah. whatever crack they're sprinkling <laughs> in the fake butter over at Eagle Theater. It works. It works. Yeah. So yeah, so Eagle Theater, one of our great sponsors, also uh, currently WTYE. If you can listen to us online, WTYEFM.com. Tony and myself, yeah. we're on the air, and that's kind of a selfish thing, but we like the idea yeah, that they you, like us you, doing this. If you're <laughs> curious as to what Gil and I sound like when we're not talking about nerdy stuff. Yeah. 
Although, Probably shouldn't listen to us on the radio either. Yeah, I was going to say. talk about nerdy stuff there. <laughs> just carries over there. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just one more place to say it. So. Yeah. But the, those are our sponsors. Also, if you want to help out the podcast, we will more than be happy to accept some money uh, from you because, you know, story fees. And if fees. You, you just want us to give you a shout-out, shoot us a message on the Nerd yeah. Up podcast on Facebook, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. if. You hear us talking about a topic and you want to weigh in on it. I know Gil's had several friends uh, who've listened to the podcast and go, yeah, I heard Tony talking about whatever, and i got to disagree. <laughs> Let us know about that. We would love, I would love a, a heated argument, a heated we debate. We could create a whole podcast out of some of the people that disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> My wife would probably be one, two, and three on that. Yeah. You know. Like I said, her wanting to watch new rock stars after we went to the Venom movie was a rare occurrence. Yeah. yeah. So normally I bring up the nerdy stuff, and I get, mm, I don't think so. So I'm going to go watch old episodes of ER. <laughs> ooh, right. ooh. And then also you can support us. We have T-shirts available. Go to cafepress.com slash nerduppodcast. Or you can just click on the link on the nerduppodcast.com site. And I, I don't, we don't make any money. I, I, I've talked about this before. We make maybe a dime a year. <laughs> selling these. Tony wants his cut, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for my nickel. Well, man. they're still there's thousands of dollars in debt to what they're paying Tony for moderating the I, Facebook page. That's yeah, right. that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> now that he's an administrator. Now that yeah. I'm an administrator. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, they're cool shirts. They got the logo. They got the old logo. We're working on getting a new one. We got a new one now. Yeah. And uh, Shout out to Chris Ford, who uh, shot us some designs. Oh, I said, hey, Chris, cool. we have a podcast, and here's some ideas. And... He went in like yeah, in like in like two hours, Chris shot me like a dozen different logos, stuff that looks <clears throat> suspiciously like the Marvel logo, <laughs> yeah, stuff that looks suspiciously like uh, the old Nintendo logo and yeah. Star, Star, Wars. Star Wars, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but they're cool. They yeah. are. They're and very so we're cool. working on that. Maybe we'll get them on T-shirts. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. I got to figure out how to get that up there and and add some more T-shirts and stuff right. on coffee mugs and everything. But hey, you can proudly support, show your support again. I think I make a dime a year. <laughs> so that's not a moneymaker. It's well, just a way to get the face. At least that's there, what he basically. reports to the IRS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Edward Snowden. So yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we'll always gladly take your support in any way you can. And uh, you don't have to at all. You can just keep listening. That's all we ask is really yeah. just keep listening. So that brings another end to another Nerd Up podcast. And like we like to say at the e- end of each and every episode, stay, stay nerdy. nerdy. Nerd up.